We come to a, a New Year's text, and we're in Isaiah, Isaiah, in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter number 52 uh, for our New Year's text today. My mother was born a Connecticut Yankee, and she had a quick wit that goes along with that. She could say things with just a few words that you couldn't argue with, or you couldn't even think of an answer that would challenge what she said. And she was mostly a quiet person, which seemed to give more gravity to what she did say. Her most effective words were these little sayings that were meant to teach us children lessons about life. She said things that were meant to correct your behavior, my behavior, and make you feel the weight of what she was saying. She would look at me sometimes and say, little pictures have big ears. Uh, Which meant, I'm about to say something that's none of your business. So you can leave the room now. Little pictures have big ears was to teach us how to mind our own business. That's a good lesson to learn, isn't it? If you were told to do something around the house and you said, but I can't do that, she would say, can't never could. Which meant that attitude will never accomplish anything. Don't say can't to me. (laughs) That was a little phrase. I recall... One of the things that she often said was when she was asking why I chose to do the thing that I did. (laughs) I would say, well, that's what they did as an excuse for my behavior. And she would say, if they walked off a cliff, would you follow them? And I'd say, no. Then she had a little saying. She'd say, monkey see, monkey do. Ever heard that one? (laughs) Monkeys do things just to copy what they see somebody else do. I don't expect you to act like a monkey. So monkey see, monkey do. (laughs) There was always a little jab to make you feel that your bad behavior was not going to be tolerated. And now a half a century later, those little sayings come back to me. Monkey see, monkey do, who can't, never could. It was a very effective way of communicating. Every year when we come to our New Year's service, there's always a problem of a New Year's text. Some appropriate passage that will help us think about a new year. It's not like Christmas with its many stories all carefully told in order. There's no exact text that says written over it, this is a New Year's text. But New Year's is a time when we consider the progress of our lives. Have we improved? Do we need to make new resolutions? What should we do differently in the next year? And what are our goals for another year? There are certainly many passages that help us to evaluate our lives. I've chosen a rather obscure passage 
Because it seems to fit the circumstances that we all here this morning face as we finish this year 2019 and step off into 2020. So I'm looking in Isaiah chapter 52. I'm going to begin reading at verse number 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, publish peace, and bringeth good tidings of good which publish salvation, and saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. The watchmen shall lift up the voice, and the voice together shall they sing, and they shall see eye to eye, when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Isaiah wrote these words to the Jews who were in a moment of time when things were just about to change. The Jews had been uprooted from their homeland and taken away captive to a foreign land. And for 70 years they were strangers in the land of Babylon. But then Babylon fell and became the Persian Empire And now the king of Persia gave permission to the Jews to go home so that they could rebuild the capital city of Jerusalem. Now think of it. You're a captive in a foreign land. Your capital city of Jerusalem is nothing but rubble and ashes. It's all that's left. And along comes Isaiah... He says, listen, people, I'm going to shout it from the mountaintop. Your God reigns. (laughs) Now, if everything's going well and you are successful and prosperous and life is good and someone comes up to you and says, your God reigns, you might say, amen. That's right. He does. I can tell. But if you're in a foreign land as a captive with no home to go to, And someone says, your God reigns. You might say, if God's in charge, if God reigns, why is everything such a mess? Why is my life like this? If God is really reigning. And all through the Bible, there were people who thought that very same thought. If God is in charge, why am I in this predicament? Why is my life a big mess? David wrote in many of his psalms that very thought. He wrote, help me, Lord. I'm in a horrible pit. Jonah was the one who said to God, I got a right to be mad. My gourd died. (laughs) Elijah said to God, I'm the only person left in the world who still serves God. Now you see, the Bible is an honest book. It just comes right out like life. And sometimes it just doesn't feel like God is in charge. Now as we look around us at our country and at our world today, it seems like things are a real mess. People do not distinguish right from wrong. 
And it seems especially the government. What God said was sin, they want to call it alternative lifestyle. They want to turn prisoners loose with no consequence for their crimes. They made it a law against the law to pray in school, but they can't figure out why children want to shoot up a schoolroom. Everything seems to be upside down and backwards in our society. And someone comes up and says, your God reigns. And we say, it sure doesn't feel like God's in charge. This world is a mess. It's a real mess. Now in our text, Isaiah says to the Jews, you just wait, you'll see. Jerusalem will be rebuilt because God is going to bear his arm. God is going to show us his strength. God's going to see to it that it gets done. And then he says people will see eye to eye. You didn't know that phrase came from the Bible, did you? That is, when people see how God will get Jerusalem rebuilt and back on the map, they're all going to agree together, God really is in charge, isn't he? We didn't think so, but we can see he is truly ruling over all things. So just wait and see, says Isaiah, you just wait and see. And so Isaiah is trying to encourage the Jews, go home. You can go home now. Go home and rebuild Jerusalem. But they've got to decide. Do we go back and rebuild? Or do we stay here in Babylon? That was a hard decision. We're kind of comfortable here in Babylon. We've accepted the ways of the Babylonians. Why, we sneak around even worship their idols a little bit. We do what they do. So, do we go back and struggle and fight and try to rebuild Jerusalem? Or do we just stay here and take it easy? And we come to verse 11. Depart ye, depart ye. Go ye out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessel of the Lord. Isaiah says to those people who were deciding, don't compromise. Get up and get out of there. Leave those things behind. Go out and do God's work and rebuild Jerusalem. Don't stay there and compromise. My friends, as we stand on the verge of a new year, we take a few moments to examine our lives, what they are today, and what they will be. We should ask ourselves, are we doing things God's way? Or do we accept what the rest of the world says is okay as our standard?
Or as my mother would say, monkey see, monkey do. The rest of the world may approve of certain behavior. They say, it's okay, you can do that. But the question is, does God approve? My friends, what I want most is God's approval. The world may not agree with what we say, may not approve of it. But if I have God's approval, that's all I need. I don't need anybody else's. I need God's approval, and that's it. So, here is the New Year's promise in our text. God has promised to help us. Verse number 12. You shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your re-reward. He says, you're not going to go out in haste like you're afraid. There's no need to be frightened in this world. There's no need to panic. Don't be frightened or panic and rush around. Here's why. He said, God will go before you, first of all. And secondly, God will be your re-reward. That's a term you don't hear anymore. Those are army terms. And he's talking like it's an army. And he said, God is leading the attack. He's on the front lines. And he's going in front of us. But he is also your re-reward, which is the part of the army that protects the back lines. You can't leave your back exposed. So, God is in front of you, and God is behind you. What a perfect New Year's text. To those Jews... Isaiah said, God is going to be for you. He's going to prepare your way so that you can rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And God will also make sure nobody attacks you from behind. So go. You're going to be fine. For us, this is a happy New Year thought. God will go ahead of us in the New Year and prepare the way so that we can be successful doing God's work. I want to tell you something. God is really good at that. He's really good at that. I give you a personal example in my own life. When we were young, we lived in a house over on the Albion Road. And we rented that house with a plan to buy it. And the owner agreed to sell it. So finally the day came and we went and we got a loan at 13.5%. That's what it was then. And when the loan was approved, I went to the owner and I said, we're ready to buy the house. I got the loan, we're all set. He said, I changed my mind, I don't want to sell it. Well, we were kind of shocked. We didn't know what to think or what to say. 
what are we going to do now? The whole plan just fell through. So that very night, after that experience, we said, well, let's go visit my parents over on the Sour Springs Road. And then we drove down Roberts Road, and there was a for sale sign on a house. And as we drove by, I say, hey, look, that house is for sale. Let's buy that house. Just like that. Just like that. Little did we know that God was ahead of us, preparing the way, getting things ready. So I went to the banker the next day and I said, we changed our mind. We want a different house. And unbelievably, he said, okay, we'll change the address on the paperwork. That's God. That's God. And so we bought that house. We've been living there for 40-some years. And there was five acres behind that house when I bought it. And I called the man who owned that five acres, and I said, you know, my father might like to buy that five acres if you ever want to sell it. He didn't say yes or no. He didn't say anything. I called him. It was August when we moved in. Later that year on Christmas Day, the man who owned the property went and picked up my father and said, come on, let's go for a little ride on Christmas. And he came to our house, drove down through my driveway back to that five acres, and he said to my father, I'm giving this land to you. You own it right now. Merry Christmas. God not only prepared the way for my family, he also at the same time prepared the way for my parents who lived behind me until they were gone. So it was that God made it all work out perfectly. And I'll tell you what, his plan was so much better than mine was. So much better. Now in this new year, God has promised to go ahead of us and prepare the way for us. But there may still be a dark side to the new year. Because at this point, you can look into the future. You can also turn and look into the past. And you may say, you know what? I'm looking back. I'm looking back into the year, the last year. And I've made some bad choices. And I've made some mistakes in this last year. And the nature of things is that what is done is done. You can't change the past. That's very true. What's done is done. You can't change it. But God, he says in the passage, is also behind us. You can't change the past, but God can go back into last year. And he can forgive us. And he's made a promise to us, I will remember your sins no more. He'll forget all about it if you ask him to. And he can remove our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. There is nowhere else you can go to get that. 
Nobody else has that. Only God can both save you from your past and lead you into your future. He is uniquely in front of us, controlling our futures, and uniquely behind us, fixing our past. Amen. Amen. So if you will determine to do what is right and get God's approval, then Isaiah says you can relax. Don't panic. God will go ahead of you, prepare the way, and behind you, he'll set everything right. Of course, it requires a choice on your part. When my father built the house down behind mine, when it was finished, he got a brass plaque up. He attached it outside the house by the front door. It's still there today. I would never remove it. I was just noticing it the other day. It reads a verse taken from the book of Joshua. My father put on that plaque. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I got a new sign this year for Christmas. says the same thing. As for me and my house. We too will serve the Lord. Determine to serve the Lord. And then be at peace. Relax. No matter how crazy and mixed up this world is. And it is. No matter how twisted their thinking becomes. And how upside down and strange They say things. Be assured of this. Our God reigns. So happy new year. Do do the will of God. He's going to go ahead of you. And prepare the way. And he can take care of the past. Don't fear the future. God is still on the throne. And be assured of this. No amount of rebellion in this world. Can ever change that. God is on the throne. He's ahead of us, preparing our future. He's behind us, forgiving our past. Don't follow the world's example out there. You know, monkey see, monkey do. Right? But search for God's approval. Pray to Him. Ask for help. He's listening. No doubt, He has a better plan than yours. (laughs) So happy new year. May God bless you as you choose to live for him. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we're glad to talk with you today. We know we can trust you. We ask for your help. We're glad you're behind us and in front of us. It's a pleasure to us to know we are so safe and secure in your hands. We are sometimes alarmed and confused by this world, but we are not afraid. So help us as we step into a new year to do the will of God with all our hearts and to know and to proclaim anybody that would listen, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Bless us, Lord, as we do these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
The last hymn is on page 28. It's called, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past. And Isaac Watts, the author of the hymn, lived in difficult political times. And they came to him because something happened in the government and the things were about to go very bad. And they said, can you write a song to help us through this trying time? This is the one he wrote, Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Page 28. Levi to close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we are so grateful that you have our whole being, our past and our future, that you offer us forgiveness for those things that we have not done right, for those choices we have made, and that you offer freedom from guilt and from sin. If we only ask, you said you will forget Our sins, you will remember them no more. We are thankful for that, and we are so thankful that you have control of the future. You know where we are going, what we are doing. You have known from the very day that this earth was spun into existence what this day would be like, what this year 2020 would have in it. For each of us individually, for our country, for our towns, for our state, For this world, we know that you know this all. and You still devised a plan, and your plan was a perfect plan. May we learn obedience. May we walk in obedience. May we be be determined to walk in obedience this year. 
May you help us and set our feet right. Help us not to slip, but to walk and to proclaim our God amongst all others around us. May we live the right way and do what you have called for us to do this year. We thank you for your plan and that you have cared enough to walk us through every difficulty that is ahead of us. Thank you for what you do for us. Protect us. Be with us throughout this whole year. Bring us back often to this place that our hearts may be full of worship and wonder for the great God who has been our help in ages past and our hope for years to come. May we always say that sufficient is your arm alone. We know that your defense is sure. Thank you for all that you have given to us. Protect us and be with us. And may this year be a great year with God in front of us and behind us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.